Hello, everybody, and welcome to the THC Tutors. Uh, I'm Noah, and uh, today we're going to do a little tent talk. You know, I'm with Giacomo today. What's up, guys? And we're, you know, just going to get straight into it. Nothing really else to talk about. Thank you guys for the recent support that we've been having over our podcast. And yeah, let's get straight into it. So, Giacomo, I got to ask you, we, you have been FaceTiming me a lot lately because there's a lot happening in your life, a lot happening in your grow. And yeah, get right into it, man. I want to, I want to hear it. The viewers want to hear it. They've been seeing it on the Instagram. So yeah, I've been posting a lot on the Instagram. I've been popping beans. Um, so I soaked my beans for 24 hours in a cup of water, left them in a little dark place. I literally put them in the back of my closet, just left them there. And then um, I popped those straight into some Floraflex little, what are they called? The incubator cubes. I think they're, they're called, called like 5050s? Yeah, they're called the 50-50 incubator cubes. They go in the incubator. And um, so I did 13-13, half raining guavas, half bananas and guava from iBean Poppin. Check them out on IG. Super dope. Uh, first time running the genetics from iBean, but they popped in 48 hours. So the raining guavas are killing it. The bananas and guava coming a little bit slower, but it's really, it's not, it's not a big deal. You know, it's only been 48 hours. Real quick before we go on, I wanted to, I know I cut you off, but uh-huh. you said you did like, you put the seeds into just a cup of water in a dark place. No paper mm-hmm. towel, right? No paper towel. No. You just, then you planted them. So tell, tell us, cause we, we, our last yeah. 10 talk, I was talking about how I germinated with a paper towel. People might be a little bit confused on yeah, the differences. So- so I used to put them in a paper towel and then leave them in a paper towel for like a week in like a windowsill and then just pop them right into the soil. But I don't know. I found that I killed a couple of those plants from like just being too like aggressive and just like pinching them too hard. So I saw like a lot of other growers just putting their beans in a cup of water and just leaving it there for like 24 hours. And then they would just put them right into the soil. So it seemed to work, right? Yeah, it really seemed worked, to work. It worked super well. Did Best every single... I've had. Has every single bean popped? No, I think I have like five or six beans from the raining guavas right now that have actually popped. And then there's, you can see some, like, if you look into the holes, you can see some that are like getting ready to come out within like the next 24, 48 hours. Well, that's awesome. That's, I mean, I've seen that way done too a lot and it seems to work for a lot of people and it actually Mm -hmm. seems like the most, you know, the simplest way we forgot to talk about in our like original how to grow things, yeah. but it is a way to do it. So for our viewers out there that are a little bit confused, it is, you know, just put it in the cup of water in a dark place and, and then, then just sink, plant usually. it. Exactly. Dump out some water and then you just go grab them out, plop them in the soil. So, yeah. So you have how many seeds running? I have 26 seeds running right now. And where are you going to grow those? I heard you had a two by two. Where, where are you growing all these seeds, man? Yeah, so the plan that me and Noah came up with yesterday on the phone, I think is we're going to, I'm going to do, I'm going to keep them in solo cups, do general hydro for two weeks in the solo cups and the two by two until I get the four by eight tent that I just got set up fully with the troll master, which we'll get into a little bit later. So I got I'm got that going up right now. So right now I'm just trying to keep these little seedlings alive. I just want to say if you're looking to get a shed going up, you got to check out the electrical issues because I'm running into some myself. I got to get an electrician out here to see if I can even run all these lights and all these fans with the AC that I'm getting. Yeah. So it's been a little stressful, <laughs> but I've kind of just been 
I've been know. here on the sidelines watching that all happen. Like I, I forgot to tell him because some when I did my shed, I like watched a video and it t- said, you know, check your electricity. So I did that at first, and then I never told you. I never <laughs> relayed no. that to you when you were setting up the shed, well, and he informed. got the whole. He's got you know now he's a little bit deep into it. We'll get into that in a second, but he you know he doesn't really know we're growers man and we always see those memes about people connecting all the the plugs together to, to get their grow to run and that's kind For of the sure. true the true fact about it because we're not all electricians until we have to be so now we're learning how to do it mm-hmm. but back then it was like oh man you know who who cares we're running 300 watts now we're running 1200 watts so speaking of that running 1200 watts you're in a shed Mm-hmm. Again, is set up. Is there any new technology that you're working with that our viewers might not know? Not just a tent, not just a light, but yeah, you know, something else. Yeah. So I got the four by eight off of a homie and offer up. You know, it was like super close. Pulled up to his house. He sold me the four by eight, and then he sold me a Trollmaster along with it. So I've also, along with getting this shed up, I've been trying to learn how to install and how to use the Trollmaster. And honestly, I've had no complaints. It's been super simple to set up. It's basically a plug and play deal. You just plug in the power. You have to mm-hmm. set up like the sensors and devices, but those are all extra. If you just get the Trollmaster um, itself, it'll come with the controller, a backplate to install it, uh, two RJ12 cables, a T-shaped splitter, the power cable, and a three-in-one temp sensor okay and i mean that's it's kind of a, it's kind of a great deal for the 500 bucks they charge. yeah it's kind of what you need to get started exactly know? but at the same time it is that is just the simple like the that bare, is bare minimum that is <laughs> yeah, bare exactly. minimum. so real quick i wanted to say because our viewers some of them might know who Trollmaster is some of them might not a lot of people have a lot against Trollmaster because when you go look up Trollmaster and he just stated this whole system that he got is originally, you know, he bought it through a, a, a homie, but originally this is a $500 system. So mm-hmm. people look at that and they're like, wow, oh my gosh. But the reality is, guys, if you look at other systems out there, they might be cheaper, but they probably have a membership. And that's the big thing that Trollmaster doesn't do right now is they don't have any membership. So yeah, everything's really expensive. But if you think about it, in the long run, these guys with Arroyo sensors or these guys with Growlink sensors, they're having to pay a monthly subscription of maybe 50 bucks, 50 bucks a month to just see your data. Very fast. Exactly. So if you buy the thousand dollars of Trollmaster equipment right now, you're never paying a membership on that. So, you spend 600 bucks a year just in a yeah. memberships. And just just something small because I remember you were telling me about the Trollmaster and I got a little bit excited about it but I was like, dang, I was like that's a that's a steal cuz you you just that's an expensive piece of equipment mm-hmm. but I don't know how bearable it would be for you to go out and be like, "Oh, I want my whole room to run on Trollmaster cuz that would be another 500 bucks that you would have to spend." Uh, 100%. So I don't know, it goes both ways. I would try it out. Yeah, thankfully, the guy that I got all the stuff off of for the 4x8 literally had every connection that I needed for the Thinkro LED. He had the light adapter. So I literally plugged everything in that he just gave me. Yeah, so I can now control my deep red spectrum and my full spectrum on separate lines in the Trollmaster. Super helpful. And that's super useful. 
That's a think grow. It's like a think grow. E. I don't know which model I have, honestly. It's probably a, a model box. H. I didn't get honestly. the box with it. I literally pulled up and I had a bunch. Is of, it like um, 600 watts, 650 watts? No idea. And all okay. I know is I got a large, it's a large box. And I have eight like LEDs that you just click into it. Oh, so you have eight bars. Yeah. So eight it's bars. probably, it probably is the model H to be honest. If this guy's really killing it on a four in a four by eight space and he's already got the troll master, he's got everything. Like he probably went all out and got the model H with it. Um, mm-hmm. So you did, you said you're going to run, you know, maybe general hydro, one of those cheaper three part yeah. nutrients at first, just to get them through veg. Yeah. But when you're getting to, you know, the point of transitioning, are you doing anything like auto watering system? Maybe, <laughs> So you know, or are you hand watering? I don't know. I I haven't decided yet. I'm in. I'm literally on the fence between hand watering and trying to just get an automated irrigation system set up for like 135 bucks. I'm not sure what I'm gonna do yet. It's I'm kind of on the edge. I think I'm gonna automate my mom tent though. My two by two that I have all the seeds in right now. I think I'm gonna get that automated real quick so I can automate my mom's and just leave those be so i can start doing clones mm-hmm. but right now for the four bait i still really don't know i still have to figure out i don't have any irrigation or drainage in the shed itself it's completely enclosed so i would have to find out how i would get water into the shed and how i'd get water out of the shed which is my two main problems yep and as we say on this show all the time it's all situational if he if exactly. you wanted He'd do it the easiest way and, and just say, oh, runoff trays and all that stuff, but he can't. So he has to think outside the box, and the grow is our creative place, you know? I mean, I think it'd be awesome because I'm super curious. I think it'd be great if you would explain to the people a little bit about watering to no runoff. Okay. You'd explain yeah. a little bit how that works. Yeah. I mean, the the I, that's something I'm considering doing in the 4 by 8 if I do automated watering. Oh, I am considering yeah. doing no runoff watering. No runoff watering. Well, I tell a lot of people, and this is for the viewers, and this is the simple, most simplified way of saying it. The easiest way to do no runoff, guys, is to do a living soil bed or to do something like a controlled release fertilizer. Now, a controlled release fertilizer, you are still going to have to get runoff once a week. Um, that is going to reset your media and make sure that there's no excess of nutrients or um, the nutrients that are lacking are actually getting off of the the Orby or whatever you want to, you know, they call it like a space nerd that it's mm-hmm. on, you know, so you, you just want to reset that media and get it back to normal. But that's something you can easily do as a grower once a week and run around the room with a with a drain tray and water your plant, give it 15 minutes, go to the next one, water your plant. When you work with 18 plants, it's hard when you're working with 26 plants, it's going to be hard to do mm-hmm. that every little bit. But if nothing, if you're, I always say go off the health of the plant. So if you're doing no runoff, if you start seeing that those plants are starting to get unhappy, then you should honestly try to give it some runoff to reset your media. But a great thing about CRF, uh, controlled release fertilizer is using things like bacteria enzymes and stuff like that we're not caring about a reservoir as much we don't have all the nutrients is already in the, the fertilizer or in the sorry the media so you can use whatever you want you can water it in there and, and try it out and a great thing to water in would be like recharge and now you don't have to worry about ph as much you know mm-hmm. so that's the biggest reason you actually want to reset 
your media once a week is so that you can have a good pH. But if you're using recharge, it might not even matter as much, you know? So, Mm -hmm. and that's not, I'm not trying to shout out recharge or anything, but recharge in my past has given me the best success when I don't have a pH pen. You just put some recharge once a week and you'll get, you'll, you'll get, you'll get there, you know? So, and when you say CRF, which, which control release fertilizer would you be using? Okay. So personally, I've looked a lot into the controlled release fertilizer realm and stuff. General Hydro has their own. Uh, there's Grow Dots, which is the Dude Grow Shows, uh, or Scotty from Dude Grow Shows. Parable brand of Recharge. Them. Yeah, Parable Recharge. They, they always advertise that they're super Parable Recharge. Mm-hmm. I mean, any of them are going to be, they're the exact same like uh, chemistry and technology. So they're going to work similar with all of them. But yeah, it, then you're going to have Beanstalk CRF, which is... Uh, if anybody knows from Instagram, his name's Poetry of Plants. He's been on a bunch of podcasts. He's a he's a big guy in the the community, and it's actually his brand that he supports and and uses in his grows. So whatever one you want to use, they all basically use, work the same. Beanstalk CRF has the most controllability, where General Hydroponics has the least controllability. And right in the middle there is Dude Grows, and you know they're a reputable brand because of who they are. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and so going back on the irrigation, what are you doing with your plants? Because I saw you just started stretch. I've been seeing your posts too. Oh, definitely. So your man. plants are absolutely killing it. Yeah, I I I flipped over, and <clears throat> I didn't even know this. I was looking into it. They went through this like week of pre-flower. They didn't mm-hmm. necess- They didn't show any sexual traits as much as they would as I'm used to in the past. And I was looking into it, like, why are my plants doing this stuff like that? Well, they're from seed, and I'm also trying to push them really hard and get them out very soon and mm-hmm. start them blooming. Well, sometimes it's situational. My plants don't want to flip to flower, so they're going to do a pre-flower phase and give themselves a week where they can actually grow up a little bit more, fill out Got a little you. bit more, and then flip to flower. And that's exactly what they did. They grew a lot during that time. And now they're really starting their stretch. And the first seven days of stretch, I got an inch a day. You know, and, um, sorry, that's not pre-flower. Yeah. But you're running Athena Pro Line this run? Yeah. I'm running Athena Pro Line. I got a little reservoir under my tent. Like last time I did it and it was just so easy. And I've been trying to get into, you know, crop steering, irrigation tra- strategies. I'm just interested in it, trying it out. Uh, Mm -hmm. on top of that right now i'm trying to start what's called uh stacking the ec is what the crop steering bros know it as and what i'm trying to do is you're kind of doing a natural pgr should i say and that's making it so these internodes are going to stack closer together pre-flower they really started to stretch like right after pre-flower was going on they really started to stretch but now they're starting to actually stack on top of each other and these nodes are getting a lot closer together. So my plan is give them another 20 days of stretch and everything that's really, really spaced out internodally, I'm going to tear that all off because it's probably going to be LARF and it just doesn't have the same consistency I'm going to want higher. But I'll get into that when I actually get there. Got you. Now, I actually want to get back in and we just talked about my stacking and all that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. one thing I'm doing is doing irrigation strategies, irrigation schedules, trying to really steer my environment in the right way. And you were talking earlier about the troll master. The troll master is something I wanted 
for so long because right now I'm doing the most caveman way of <laughs> controlling my environment mm-hmm. in, in this crop steering way, which is not how you should be doing it. If I had the $500, I'd probably buy the Trollmaster. But now that you have one, you got to let us know how is it, you know, have you got it connected up to your phone where you can start data logging? Because I've heard, I've heard people that hate the Trollmaster because they don't use it to its full capacity. So, yeah, so that was a big issue I ran into. My shed is pretty far from my house, so it's not really connected to any type of Wi-Fi, and there's no router inside of it. And the only way you can connect your Trollmaster to Wi-Fi is through Ethernet cable, which is pretty interesting. I mean, I don't know why they would make a device like that, but I mean, I guess it does provide like the most secure connection in the Wi-Fi aspect of it. So I can understand why they would want it if it was made for like commercial growers, like you would want the most stable connection possible. You wouldn't really want to rely on just like wireless internet you know mm-hmm. so i understand however for the home grower this makes it 10 times more difficult to connect to the wi-fi if you don't have a router nearby however mm-hmm. i was looking up i was doing some research and they do offer a wi-fi booster slash adapter that you can just plug in to the power source and you connect it to your Wi-Fi, and then from that device, you can run an Ethernet cable yeah. out of that adapter to the Trollmaster. Trollmaster yeah. actually made a video on it. They might have one too on it. I, I've I've heard about those devices where they're like Wi-Fi range extender type of things, where yeah. they have an Ethernet cable like on it. It's it's wireless connection, but you have the accessibility to connect something to an Ethernet, mm-hmm. basically. So, I mean, the reality is is when you are connecting stuff to internet, especially for a commercial grow, you probably, like you said, do want a really hefty connection to it and not have anything that's wireless. So it does make a lot of sense why they did that, but it could be cool if they put in a different thing uh, for our, the wireless growers, which they kind of did with this, but it's just some extra, it's some extra. It's an extra $60 that you have to pay to get this adapter. Exactly. And that's which is basically you could I, I'm pretty sure that's what a sensor for Trollmaster runs for is like 60 bucks. It's like, yeah, I think you're right. I think or something you're right. like that. So like exactly. you have to substitute now the cost of a sensor for a sensor Wi-Fi. over Wi-Fi. Exactly. So exactly. also so. something to keep to note, at least, is that you cannot use the app without the Wi-Fi. Oh, well, yeah, so that makes sense. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Because it can't really relay the data to your phone in any way so essentially now it's just a hardwired device that's only in your grow wherever that is that you can you can only manually control exactly you can only yeah you can only see what's going on at the actual controller Mm -hmm. which yes uh trollmaster does have great you know night setting day setting all that type of stuff but for a grower it's it's a lot easier to say oh you know especially with a shed that's not even close to you that sometimes you're, mm-hmm. you know, at your homie's house or whatever on a night and you're like, well, I need to check if my plants got watered. I need to plant exactly. and check if I got, you know, if my lights turned on exactly. and you, you just want to be able to check that right there safe and sound and not be stressed about it. I mean, like you said, though, it's pros and cons, you know, you don't have to pay for a membership. Exactly. That so was your only problem 
was your only plot problem the Wi-Fi or did you get to set up the light? Did you learn how to set up maybe the the like you said earlier that it has far this light has far red on it is there a yes. way to control the far red all that different type of stuff so basically there's there's like five ports on the trollmaster um well, or yeah five ports there's a power port the internet then you have one port for sensors one port for devices and then a line 1 and a line 2 for your lights okay so you actually have two different separate lines for your lights. Yeah. So they come with these weird like box things that are like extenders. So you mm-hmm. can basically relay a bunch of lights. Like you, I think you can run like almost like 10, 15 lights on a single Trollmaster. If you okay. just have these boxes that you just relay and you like connect each light to itself and then run it in a circle almost, I think. Mm-hmm. I think it's 100 lights. <laughs> just to put it out there. That's I've per per line or whatever so that's yeah wild. It's, it's and that's why you said earlier it's for the commercial grower like we're yeah. home growers who are like oh man two lights but it's like no yeah. you're, you're talking about a hundred lights yeah well, i don't know how you would i don't think you can run the thing grow with like a multiple light setup i think it's like you need a different light for that because oh yeah at least for mine my light adapter it it can only run like i have a line port for the um full spectrum and then i have mm-hmm. another li- like my line two is for the full red so okay. i don't really have space to like put anything else so you're using up both lines already both more. lines are being used for my one singular light however now i have more control over full spectrum and deep red spectrum but let me also put in there that for the people that don't know like you're real you can only control the environment for one grow room so the idea that you're having two lines of lights for two different grow rooms is kind of that's kind of off-putting because you're not really doing that because you can only control the environment with this troll master for one room so it, it would be it would make more sense for them to say oh we're going to make a light that can use both lines for different working instead of you saying oh i'm going to buy this but how are we going to control the environment of the other room we can only control the lights i don't know there's so many things like the troll master is so complex when it gets down to like relaying things they have plugs they don't just have like mm. sensors they have plugs they have unbelievable lots of things yeah it's everything it gets very crazy. crazy those were about the problems i mean you i mean you got into basically problems yeah i mean i couldn't really even think of another thing you would have a problem with with it other than the annoyance of wi-fi and the wi-fi was my biggest issue Okay, so for the growers out there that want the Trollmaster, just remember, <laughs> taking consideration, you're paying an extra, basically the cost of a device or a sensor for just being able to connect your device up to internet. So that's now $560, mm-hmm. plug it into the Wi-Fi, you know, and you're spending for what you have, I think it'd be more like 620 because you got the, you already have the light thing, right? Yeah. So now you got Wi-Fi, light, and the system for 620 bucks. So it might mm-hmm. actually make more sense for somebody running a 10 light room or a 15 light room rather than some t- somebody running a four light room, for instance. Mm-hmm. So chicken, tell me about how you've been getting into your stretching. Have you have your plants stretched a lot? Said that you were getting a couple inches a day before. So what's it looking oh, like? Yeah, the stretching. Normally, you're going to get a lot of stretch. Normally, in 21 days, you're going to see this plant go three times the size of what it was. And okay. That, that's like a healthy stretch, you know, two to three times the size. Um, one thing I did notice though, is, is with this pre flower, pre bloom thing, 
it the difference of when I flower out with clones versus when I flower out with the the seeds. Um, it also made me think that maybe it would be a lot healthier if people start running like a pre-flower kind of phase automatically. I know Build a Soil does their pre-flower phase. They'll do it a week before they they start flower. They'll switch their lights to either fourteen ten or it's sixteen eight. Okay. So you could definitely do that and it would probably kind of ease your plants into the the lights changing and and going down to a 1212 instead of going 186 or 240 to a 1212. On a clone I haven't seen a problem when you flip a clone and you go under 1212 that that clone within 2 days is already showing you pre-flower traits it just wants to go, you know, mm-hmm. but uh with this seed it really made me open my eyes with all that stuff, you know. Interesting. And I saw you posted recently on the story when do you recommend to dump the second trellis on? Because you said you did pre-flower. You did your week of pre-flower. Mm-hmm. And then you said you're going to dump your trellis on in a couple days or in a week? Yep. So I'm getting my – so I'm counting this. I actually did two trellises already, but and I didn't really tell the viewers this, but I did two trellises already. It's just one on top of the other for my first trellis. If you look closely on some of the videos, you can okay. see that it's just two trellises on top. That's for support. That's for me training, trying to really – get those (laughs) that thing pushed around and get it supported but Mm -hmm. when i put the second trellis on it's going to be much more for the secondary training and really making sure my canopy is filled out and then the third layer is probably going to be put on about day 18 uh where i'm gonna and i'm counting this as about right now i'm at about i'm counting it as day seven because of the pre-flower week that i had i'm counting this as day seven of flower um day seven of stretch. So day eight, I'm doing my second and probably day 18, 19, I'm going to do my third. So it's only going to grow a few inches more, maybe a few centimeters more right through the trellis and have the support where the, at the top heavy buds can get. But yeah, give it a wait, man. You, you're going to see hopefully some pretty crazy buds. This is the healthiest I've ever had any home grow ever. Uh, one other speculation I want to go through on stretch is a lot of people think the stretch phase is when you can speed up the grow and they try to like shorten stretch. There's for instance, there's products out there that say that they can shorten stretch. One thing that's important to know about stretch is this one. You're really putting the real biomass on your plant. So if you're really wanting yield and quality stretch is going to be some of the most important time of your plants whole life, you know, to, to get the, the highest quality. There's a lot of growers out there that are trying to push their bloom down, for instance, to like 56 days, you know, eight weeks. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's necessarily that healthy. I think a lot of people should already plan on doing a 10 week bloom. So you have a one week of pre-flower, for instance, and then you have a good week of flush or ripening or whatever you want to do. If you want to pull it earlier, because it's looking like you should pull it earlier, as with your case in the last grow, then that's the the decisions made by the grower to do so. But mm. if if you really do have, I see a lot of people that run their strain for 63 days and they'll run a 10 to 14 day uh, veg. Usually what they're doing, and they don't tell people this, is they're running like a four day rooting in period. And then they're running a 10 day pre-flower or a seven day pre-flower. You know, and that's really what they're doing. And that's going to kick that plant into gear to, you know, load the most biomass and the most weight onto each branch. I used to do that too, where I was like, oh my gosh, I can have a four week veg and an eight week flower. And I have a plant in three months. Don't cut yourself short. If you're a really beginner out there, give yourself five months. 
I'm not joking. Like it, I think it took me to actually have bud on my plant. It took me four and a half months, five months, you know, and after cure and everything like that, you're looking at six months in a half a year. And I'm not trying to get anybody away from this. I'm just trying to really make you realize that you are in it for the long run. It is something that you want to take your time with for high quality. And once you get high quality and you learn how to grow and you learn your plants and your strains, now you can hit those three month grows. Now you can have a week of veg and flip it into flour and have a nine week flour. That's a 10 week strain. You know, that's Mm -hmm. pretty crazy. That's pretty efficient, but you Mm -hmm. can't do that at first. Don't think you can do that at first. Don't expect it. Other than that, man, thanks for the support to everybody out there. It's been awesome lately. Uh, go review us on Apple Podcasts, please. And review the us THC on Tutors Spotify podcast too. on Apple Podcasts. At THC yes. Tutors on Instagram. Yes. We'll respond quickly. If you have any questions, hit us in the reviews. Hit us in the comments. Yeah. We'll go over them at the yeah. end of a video if you guys want. Just and thanks for questions. all the comments. Hey, we're, we're early podcasters, man. This is just so starting. Thanks for all the comments. You know, we appreciate the is... reviews on the Apple podcast. Killing exactly. It. There's a lot of stuff you guys are saying that is making us open our eyes and say, wow, podcasters are supposed to simplify stuff. And we're kind of diving into really advanced topics way too soon. So thank you guys so much for everything out there. And, you know, grow or love. Grow or love, guys. Have a great day, guys.